0: Hey Phantom Maniacs, welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery, and of course now, the pop culture culture dorkery flavor of the month is Dragon Con. Just a few weeks away, the greatest convention in the world is about to happen. So today, as always, we are kicking off our Dragon Con podcast coverage with our pals Gary and Joe, the directors of the Dragon Con American Sci-Fi Classics Track, or Classics Track for short. Uh, I What I want to do here in the open, because I wanted to have some fun with the guys this year and do something a little different. So we don't just run down the panels. Uh, we mention a few things, uh, but we don't do our normal drill of here's what's happening at one p.m. on Sunday and then two thirty p.m. on Sunday. Uh, we, you know, we mention a few things here and there. But right now, for you guys, I am going to tell you which classics track panels I am on. Uh, Friday, 1 p. And, and I highly recommend, I don't think the Dragon Con app will be out by the time you hear this, but you know how it works. Whenever it comes out, you go in there, you add everything in the app. Uh, you can even go directly to me, since I am an attending professional, for the first time ever under my real name, Dave West. Uh, I'm very pleased about that. And uh, so you can go in there, add Dave West, look up everything that I'm doing, and put it in your schedule and uh but but here's number one friday 1 p.m needless things presents geek year 1989 uh you know what we do we cover we go back uh each panelist picks a few things from 1989 that they love one that we maybe don't love so much And we have a great time and get input from the audience, and and really do I even need to say input from the audience, because I think by now everybody should know that that's a hallmark of needless things, is that we are going to be very interactive. Uh, Let's see here, so that is 1 p.m. Friday in the Classics Track Room, which is Marriott M103, M105, it's all one big room, it's just 103 to 105. I guess it's three conference rooms connected, because that's how much it takes to uh, hold the classics track, Joy. Uh, next one up is, we have already talked about it, but I'm going to say it again, Saturday, 10 p.m., Troublemaker World Premiere and Q&A. And I'm going to announce here on the show, uh, I'll probably do it uh, sometime over the weekend, but I'll go ahead and tell you guys uh, right here live that I'm pleased to, honored, delighted to announce that our dear friend Mr. Mike Gordon will be hosting the movie premiere and Q&A. He will be the MC of the event. Uh, I asked him if he would want to do it and he said of course and I'm so happy because he's one of the smartest, uh, most informed people that I know. So uh, that's very, very exciting for me. I love that Mike you know, is not just going to be there, but is going to be part of it. And he's going to be our host. It's going to be great. Uh, and then Sunday, 2.30 p.m. Oh, and, and real quick, I want to let you know, we're going to have some special stuff to give away for the Troublemaker movie premiere, but you're going to have to get there early. Uh, okay, Sunday, 2.30 p.m., uh, Sci-Fighters cage match we talk about this one on the show but that is uh, also marriott m103 m105 and what that is we, we explain it just just stay stay tuned keep listening and you'll hear it now this one very special sunday 4 p.m in the hyatt grand east i will be moderating a panel with wrestling legend the natural gold dust black rain dustin rhodes I am so excited because there's so many stages of his career uh, where he had an effect on me. And I've met him once before, and it was great. And I I look forward to talking to him again. And then finally, my last panel of the year for the Classics track, Sunday, 5.30 p.m., Needless Things presents the Video Game Hall of Fame Best Worlds. It's a, a, a clunky title but what are you going to do i couldn't come up with anything better uh and and the idea this year last year we chose the best characters and the worst characters uh or i guess the best villain best hero and best villain uh this year we are choosing the best video game world like best world from a video game and uh i'm excited we've got the same crew from last year it's going to be great And there you go. Those are all of my classics track panels. Now I have more panels, but I will run those down as the month goes on. And also, please do join the Needless Things Podcast Facebook group where I will be posting the events uh for these panels so you can keep track of them on social media. Follow Phantom Troublemaker on Instagram for live stuff from time to time. And uh that I think that's all the Dragon Con business I wanted to cover today. Um, as far as other stuff that's going on, I want to know what you guys think about more uh, minicast unboxing slash toy reviews because I, I I still like talking about toys, and I obviously still collect toys but I'm a little burned out on writing toy reviews. I'll never stop doing it because I get excited about certain things. I'll probably review just about every Mezco 112 collective figure I get uh, because they're different enough that that I get invested and interested in them. Uh, anything new and different I get, like I, I reviewed a few wrestling figures lately because they were different and exciting. Uh, so, if, you know, I'm still going to write toy reviews when it takes me, but... I really enjoy sitting down and doing an unboxing and reviewing it uh, on audio and I know th- the YouTube is the thing but I just I tried that once if you go to my YouTube channel you can find some old toy reviews that I'm not particularly proud of but I'm not going to take down because they're, they're part of all of the things that I have done as Phantom Troublemaker uh, and, and as needless things over the years so they're, they'll stay up uh but it's just not my bag and someday maybe phantom jr will decide that we'll get together and he'll he'll take care of the editing and production and all that stuff and i can just sit at a desk and talk uh but until that day i think audio unboxing reviews are are going to become a relatively regular thing i've already done one uh for a Fortnite figure which surprised me because i don't know anything about Fortnite other than my son plays it or, or played it apparently it's not cool anymore and uh, but he and I sat down and unboxed the Mezco One Twelve Collective Ghostbusters set, and really had a good time doing that. That's going to go up on Monday, and uh, I, I just I like doing that, especially when he's sitting there helping out. It's a lot of fun. So you guys are going to get more of those, and I'm, I'm asking what you think about that, basically. But but really, it doesn't matter what you think because we're going to do them anyway. Uh, boy what else is going on I'm excited going into this weekend marred up fest is Saturday that is August the 10th so if you're listening to this now like as it drops you still have time to get out to the mule camp tavern in Gainesville and enjoy a, a just about a day-long music festival uh, go 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 on Facebook, look up Marred Up Fest 3, or just Google Marred Up Fest 3, and you'll find all the different stuff that's going on. Uh, Casket Creatures, Die 985, Die 985 Dale Jepson and the Nighthawks coming back to Georgia. Um, a lot, lots of bands. I can't remember all the bands that are playing right now. Elzig. Elzig is playing. Uh, it's, it's a huge day. It's going to be awesome and uh i am hopeful that i'll be able to get out there i'm not positive but uh either way it's going to be a badass show out in gainesville where i mean there's no law out there they can do whatever they want shit's crazy in gainesville just ask aj styles uh i you guys i think that's everything it's again it's 7:30 a.m. i am once again recording in the morning not my preferred time to do this, but uh, Tuesday I was supposed to interview an artist who's worked on Garbage Pail Kids and all kinds of other like awesome pop culture stuff, a uh, hookup courtesy of the aforementioned Mike Gordon, and I came down with a bad, bad sore throat. Uh might get into that at a later date uh, what all went on with that. I went to my new doctor, which again, I'll get, I'll, I'll probably talk about my new doctor at some point as well. Uh, or did I talk about my new doctor last week? I might have. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I did. I did. I was excited about my new doctor. Uh, so I had to go back to my new doctor much sooner than I expected because my throat felt like I'd swallowed a ball of razor blades. Uh, so I was not able to conduct that interview. That was put off and I wasn't able to record the intro This week's episode, which I recorded with Gary and Joe Monday night, it's just been—you guys—it's been a hassle this week. But that's how night shifts are. It's—it's terrible. I hate working nights. Uh, Somebody get me out of this place. Let me find another job somebody just pay me millions of dollars to be a z-grade internet personality that seems reasonable right right you you know what after you listen to this conversation with gary and joe you might agree with that so now here's a little bit of music and then i'm going to talk to gary and joe about american sci-fi classics All right. So, are you guys prepared with the? Let me pull my notes up here. Are you prepared with uh, the requests? Uh, the the homework? Yes. Yes, the homework. Always. Yes. Okay. So, uh, well let's let's just get into it. Let's start. We've we've done this a few times before. We know what's happening. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. Two of the most wonderful people i've ever met in my life, uh Joe Crow and Gary Mitchell, welcome back to the Needless Things podcast
1: hey, hey what is happening?
0: Always a pleasure to be here sir and you know when when the classics track is on in full force, you know what that means that means Dragon Con is right around the corner as a matter of fact i wouldn't i don't even know that it's it's on the corner like it's it's stuck to the corner like an enticing piece of gum that is just the right color and doesn't look too old. Like you just want to grab it and put it in your mouth and chew it. Cause you know, there's some flavor left. And once you do, Oh, it's so good. It's so sweet and satisfying. Oh yeah. It's dragon con time. That was, yes. that was the weirdest metaphor I've ever used on the show, but uh, we're going to go with it. So last couple of years we have opened with, a little mini Roll-A-Panel. Instead, though, this year we're going to do a a few different things. I've got a few games that we're going to play to get across to the listeners how much fun the Classics track is, uh, and also a little bit of the content that might be available this year. Uh, So we're going to kick things off. Gary and Joe, you guys sadly were not able to attend the Summer of the Bat the legendary record setting needless things panel that occurred at atlanta comic con just a month ago yeah unfortunately i had a prior commitment in north carolina these things happen gary mitchell i believe me when i say i understand i missed my award winning documentary film troublemaker receiving best feature at the Scum Dance Film Festival in Reno, Nevada, because I had a prior commitment, so I understand. Believe me. <laughs> How so, awesome is that? <laughs> and it's incredibly awesome. Uh, so, and more more on that later. But uh, what we're going to do right now, since two of the most effervescent electrifying people in the world were not able to be there for the Summer of the Bat. We are, right here on the Needless Things podcast, going to have a mini Summer of the Bat panel. So I hope, I hope that you guys are prepared to talk about a piece of memorabilia related to the 1989 Tim Burton and Michael Keaton masterpiece, The Phenomenon of Batman. Uh, Gary Mitchell, let's start with you. Do you have a, a piece of Batman 1989 merchandise that stands out to you that you remember, or perhaps that you even still have to this day?
2: The main thing that I remember that I loved was getting, and they still do them, but they don't do them the way they used to, was the movie books. It was a magazine about the movie, all the making of, behind-the-scenes pictures. As a, as a guy who's fascinated with the behind-the-scenes making of stuff, those things used to be my jam because before the Internet, that was the only way to get that kind of information.
0: I know uh, exactly which magazine you're talking about because I had it. I wore <laughs> the hell out back then, and I had to get a new copy to bring to the panel. Uh, and I've got a brand new, like, pristine copy. And for the listeners, if you want one of these, you can get them off eBay for less than 10 bucks shipped.
2: Yeah. It, it, they're really good. I had one for Batman. I had one for Aliens. I had one for, God, I had one for so many movies. But that Batman one, I think, like you, I just poured over it in those pictures. Especially because, you know, they would release them very close to before the movie came out. So it was always kind of this weird thing of reading it and getting spoilers, but not really being spoilers. But spoilers weren't really a thing then either,
0: (laughs) right? We didn't know to think any information related to the movie might be a spoiler. (laughs) Right?
1: Yeah, we were desperate. We were like, any any info we get, that's just gold.
0: Because we had so little. More excited. There was so little information. All we got, you know, was the teaser trailer initially with just the bat symbol in the mute a little snippet of the music and then the trailer that kind of showed us the tone of the movie but not much else so yeah we were yeah. desperate for information then
2: mm-hmm. and just i i just can still like in my head i can still see like almost every page and those pictures of nicholson in full joker gear and pouring over it and going wow you look so cool And that bat suit—I mean, just that—that for me, like I said, I I love that thing to death.
0: Well, just seeing all of the uh, detail—that—that you know, when you're sitting watching a movie, you're caught up in the action, you're caught up in the story, uh, you're you're following the plot, and you don't get to enjoy. Like, if you just sit down and watch Batman, you really don't even know what that bat suit looks like. All you can say is like, uh, "It's black." There's a yellow belt and the bat symbol looks weird. And that's really all you could say about it. Yeah. Whereas in that magazine, it went into detail about the construction of the suit and how they had to sew the mask up in the back for certain shots and uh that what the cape was made of. I learned about gabardine thanks to that magazine. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that was, uh, those, those magazines used to be absolutely crucial for us nerds that, that needed all the insider information or any information at all. Uh, that's, and that's a great pick. That, that's, I, I'm with you, Gary. That's probably my number one piece of, of memorabilia uh, that I remember from 89. From and any more about the magazine? Like, was there any, any specific pages you remember or any specific uh, elements that you kind of latched on to back then?
2: Uh, mainly just the way it conveyed the feel of the movie. You know, it had the, the black lettering with the gold outline around it, uh, which, you know, later became like the bat symbol had that same kind of thing. And just, like I said, mainly just the pictures, just looking over all those pictures. I remember there were interviews and, uh, talking to some of the comic book guys, uh, and how, you know, we were going to do serious Batman, but mainly it was just the, the drinking it in.
0: It was, it was very, very visual. They, uh, all of those uh, sort of behind-the-scenes-type magazines that came out back then, they were put together very skillfully because they had big, splashy uh, mm-hmm. pictures, but the articles were kind of interspersed really nicely. So if you wanted to just flip through it, you could drink in a, a really nice set of visuals, but there was lots of information, too. They're, they're pretty brilliantly done. Yeah.
2: And I just checked because you happened to mention that. And yeah, you can get it for around 12 bucks on eBay.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it's and, and you can get them in. Like I said, mine is pristine. It, it came in like you know old school bag boarded comic book style. It was great.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Joe Crow, what about you? What what is your piece of Batman memorabilia that you that you remember that has some significance to you about that crazy merchandising phenomenon? Batman cereal. Oh yes. <laughs>
1: Because never before had there been, uh, you just walk into the grocery store with your mom, and there's Batman things, or there's superhero things. But it was right there on the cereal aisle, and the little Captain Crunch thingies were shaped like Batman symbols. (laughs) (laughs) It was the best, and it was just a black box with the bat symbol on it, and a picture of the little bat things,
0: uh, uh, as I recall. Well, and that's that's what was so cool, is it reflected the marketing.
1: Yeah, it's like, all we're giving you is the symbol.
0: They didn't put some goofy cartoon Batman on it or anything.
1: No, no, this is the symbol you are going to see in the movie. And then sure enough, boop, there he is in the movie. But now, I feel like I feel like the cereal came out like a month before the movie did. So of course I'm cram I'm cr- I'm I'm feeding myself the Batman cereal. I'm like I got to get the Batman inside me.
0: Your cart. <laughs> oh, well, you're not the first one to have had that thought.
1: Yes, that is correct. Now I, my my biggest disappointment that I recall having uh, googled the image of the Batman cereal box is that it said on the back get. Three Batman comic books free, and already had those. (laughs) The three that that it says you can get if you mail off a uh, proof of purchase label. I'm like, I got these already. What's the?
0: But But do you do you remember the the other key element of Batman cereal, though? What was what was attached to that box?
1: I do not remember.
0: The Batman Bank. What? The, okay. The bank. The, it's, it's a bank that's like a bust of the upper, uh, of Michael Keaton Batman from like the abs up. It's a, it's a blow molded vinyl bank and it's shrink wrapped to, you don't have to send off for it or anything. It was shrink wrapped to the box and... I just so happened at Atlanta Comic-Con, uh, we went down there Friday and we're walking around and there was a guy that had a box of Batman cereal with the Batman bank still shrink-wrapped attached to the box.
2: Oh my God. And, Good uh, Lord.
0: I, I, I chatted him up. I told him I'd put him over at the panel and we cut a little deal ski and i am now the proud owner of a, an unopened box of batman cereal with the bank still still attached to it
1: man <laughs> i never and i don't remember seeing the bank so either that we didn't get those in deepest darkest alabama or <laughs> some little bastard
0: Took them all. <laughs> Stole them all, right. Well, here's, all
1: the banks. All the both,
2: banks.
0: Here's both my, banks
2: are equally likely in Alabama.
0: <laughs> here's my theory, though. Here's my theory. Uh, because I remember those banks. I remember them being omnipresent and actually getting to a point where it was like, okay, enough with the banks. <laughs> but think about how difficult, like you're a stock guy working at A&P. You're, you're working the cereal section. You're putting up your life cereal, neat rows, like eight boxes of life. Bang, 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 bang. Line them up. Eight Cin- boxes of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Bang, bang, bang. Line them up. And now you get to this damn Batman cereal with this stupid bank sticking out of the front. You can only <laughs> fit like three boxes on the shelf, and you've got a case of 12 boxes. It's a giant pain in the ass. What do you do? You say, screw it and you you tear open, you throw the banks out, and put the Batman cereal on the shelf without the banks.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, I guarantee that happened.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, these kids are (laughs) Batmen. So before we move on, uh, and those are both absolutely phenomenal, I mean, two of the hottest, uh, definitely, items from the era of the Summer of the Bat. Before we move on, do you guys have any other specific memories of the summer of the bat that summer of 1989 and how magical it was uh, that you want to share before we get on to our next bit
1: I was so into everything about it because there the the previous superhero movie had been like ten years ago well no no I know, I know the Christopher Reed Superman came out in succession, but there had not been a people were not nuts so about them over the course of the years as they were about
0: this don't you besmirch this... superman for the quest for peace
1: no no how <laughs> dare you no i shan't i shan't i will defend that movie oh uh, wow uh i mean come on it's it's got ducky as as luthor's nephew and eh, he's, you're not wrong and he's amazing as lex on supergirl right now but um uh, uh but but the so so I had I had the novelization, I had the keychain and I think what it was is finally I could show off this stuff that I already liked and now all of a sudden everybody else is bandwagon jumping, Oh yeah, Batman's pretty cool and I would say, You shut up. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, <laughs> you jackass. You don't You know. never liked Batman. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that that's where I was with it. I it was my first year of college. So I was able to like, yeah, I'm. I, I know, I know this Batman stuff, you guys,
0: you guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I'm the coolest. You're like, I've been playing this Batman game for a long time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. For me, the main thing I remember is I was 18. I was out of high school and I was a deadbeat 18 year old with no job, and my best friend had a job. And he was like, he we were hanging out, and he was like, "Well, I got to go to work." So he went to work, and I'm like, "You know, the theater showing Batman's only about six miles from here." So I walked and went and saw Batman for like my second or third time while he was at work, and then rubbed it in his face while you were working. I was seeing a movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah, that's awesome. So we will have a Batman 1989 panel on this year's. American Sci-Fi Classics Track is that correct? Hell yeah, yes. So t- tell me a little bit about the the panel. Who's who's going to be on it? Do we now? As we all know, before we move any further into this Classics Track episode, we have to establish a little something about our panels, about the scheduling, and about. Uh, how concrete anything that you see in any DragonCon materials is or are. Man, my Mm -hmm. grammar just ran away from me there. As we all know, we can tell you right now that a panel may happen at 1 p.m. on Saturday, but it's entirely possible that it could get moved to 9 p.m. on Sunday to 1 p.m. on Friday. It could get moved to next year. You don't know what's going to happen because DragonCon is crazy. So there are no guarantees, are there, Gary
2: Mitchell? Oh, no. Nothing is guaranteed to happen to DragonCon until it's happened and once it's over. And even then, we're not
0: 100%. Exactly. <laughs> so we'll, we may mention some times uh, and, and some events, but keep that DragonCon app, download it in your phone, keep it on your front screen, ready to go, because you never know and you want the -the up-to-the-minute stuff, and that DragonCon app has become magic now. That thing is is flawless. Flawless victory for the DragonCon app. Uh, So, as of right now, when can we expect our Batman 1989 panel, and who is going to be participating?
1: Uh, That would be Saturday at 11.30 a.m. Excellent. Uh, With uh, two of the Michaels, uh, two of the drop of Michaels, uh, Michael Williams, an author from—is he from North Carolina, Gary? Which one, Michael Williams?
2: Yes, he's from North Carolina, up in Raleigh. Oh,
1: he's one of your people. Okay, yes, he's <laughs> and, one of my guys. Yes, yes, uh, and and um, see now
2: I get to see you, Joe. Uh, which one of us is Paul Heyman, and which one is um, oh the guy from WCW
0: whose brain just fell out of my head, Eric Bischoff? Yes, who's Bischoff? <laughs> you guys have uh, to work together for the betterment of the overall product.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right.
0: <laughs> I think I may have to be Heyman just because
2: I think Joe has Bischoff's hair better than I do.
1: <laughs> uh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh my finger.
0: gosh, Joe, if you show up to Dragon Con this year with like a mane of dyed black hair and a leather jacket... Ooh... <laughs>
1: I'm gonna walk in, and as soon as my, I walk in, like back and better
0: than ever. Oh my gosh, that would be incredible! And then I you can, can say, "Look, I've got my big gym. Oh, oh, oh I always got big Jim. <laughs> we need to figure out a bit for that this year. We'll, always, we'll we'll do that. Always. We'll do that off, uh, off, off recording. Uh, all right, so Batman, 1989, representation. On the classics track this year, uh, oh, near and uh, near to me. There
1: Two more people for oh, sure please, that please. are on the uh, on on the uh, on the the Batman '89 panel are pals of Classic Track, pals of ours. Um, the recently married Cadaver family, yes. Ryan and Nicole.
0: Oh well, you're going to get a special treat there. We'll we'll save that for live at the show, but uh, that will be very exciting. Uh, Ryan Cadaver has a, has a very special and particular talent relating to Batman 1989 that everybody will be able <laughs> to enjoy. Yes, he does. Uh, i right. so excited.
1: I have no idea. That's great. So
0: let's move on to our next game, if you gentlemen are ready. Sure. Always ready. We are going to play a little game of Desert Island Movie. Ooh. So if you get stranded on a desert island, I have a selection of movies and you're going to have to tell me which one you would choose to have on that desert island with you. Now, we, we're running under the assumption that you have a nice little uh, TV VCR combo unit we're not just going to give you the vhs tape and make you look at it longingly you'll actually be able to play it you'll have you'll have a little generator that can run your tv vcr so you'll be able to watch this movie over and over again for however long you're stranded on this desert island so let's start joe crow oh boy you're stranded on a desert island now you've got you've got enough supplies you've got your tv vcr combo you've got your generator But you're not the professor, so you can't build an aircraft carrier out of coconuts. Nope. So here are your choices. You have one movie to bring with you. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Back to the Future Part 2. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Mm. Weekend at Bernie's. Ghostbusters 2. The Burbs. Roadhouse, and your final selection, oh. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. These are all movies from
1: 1989. Oh, gosh. Oh, wow, 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 wow. As far as continued enjoyment, as far as constant entertainment, I've got to go with Christmas Vacation. That's oh. I gotta go with my gut. Oh. My gut says Christmas vacation.
0: Wow. Very good. Interesting. Interesting. So you're planning on being there a long time. You're gonna be celebrating the holidays on your desert island.
1: And um and there's gonna be that part where I'm so sad, just like Chevy Chase is, stuck in his freaking attic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Except instead of watching home movies, you'll be watching Christmas Vacation. It'll be It'll be like an inception
1: thing. It I'll
2: is. be watching. It, it's also a good psychological call because while you're baking in the tropical sun, you're watching Christmas snow.
0: Yeah. 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 That's, well, and that's as I was reading the list, I thought to myself, I was like, nobody's picking weekend at Bernie's because you don't want to think about this beach while you're stuck on a desert island.
1: And you also don't want to think about a dead guy.
0: That's true. That's true. It's very true. There's
1: a corpse. I don't want to think about a corpse.
0: I'm Every year, every year I propose uh, something wacky and different for the Classics track. This year my proposal, Weekend at Joe's. <laughs> we, do, we do a live reenactment of Weekend at Bernie's, but with Joe Crow standing in for Bernie. I think it would go over like gangbusters. I think we can do this. I think we can make this That's- happen.
2: Absolutely. Although I pro- I move, we do Beacon to Bernies too, so we can play tiki music and make him
0: dance. Oh yeah! <laughs> what, year good call. what year did that come
1: out? What year did that come out? We'll do
0: that too. I don't know. Was was that that was like it? It was pretty fast afterwards, wasn't it? I don't know that it was 1990, but I think it was prior to '92, right? Oh, okay, I,
1: I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do a American Sci-Fi Classics trick move right now and. Hit the go- I'm gonna I'm gonna pull Weekend at Bernie's 2 off of my
0: shelf. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is great. Live, uh, live in Joe Crow Studios. Oh shoot, where is no! it? No, tell there's me. There's Gremlins. There's There's
1: the Batman '89 movie. Joe, do you there's... not have
0: your movies in alphabetical order? Oh Lord! <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm I horrified. Have
1: it. Yes. Here we Oh, it okay. Is. Okay. It came out in nineteen
0: ninety three. Wow, that's a longer time in between movies than I thought. Mm. A little ninety- four years. Yep, yeah. Yep, <laughs> I, I
2: think I remember it being just long enough that I went, wait, they're doing a sequel?
0: Well the, but that you know, to be fair, it was late 80s, early 90s, they weren't necessarily ready to pull the trigger on the Bernieverse and (laughs) and all of the associated sequels and tie-in movies. Uh, But maybe it's time now. Maybe it's time now. So, all right. Joe Crow, your selection was National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Obviously a classic, and honestly, out of all of those movies, probably the one I've watched the most times. Gary Mitchell. I'm going to read the list again. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Back to the Future Part 2, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Weekend at Bernie's, Ghostbusters 2, The Burbs, Roadhouse, or are you sticking with Joe Crow and choosing National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? No, but it's a
2: hard call. And as much as I want to say Bill and Ted, I'm going to go with uh, Last Crusade
0: oh interesting see i had pegged you for bill and ted joe crow was a wild card i had no idea where he was going to go with this thing (laughs) but i figured you were a bill and ted guy interesting all right so put over last crusade how how did last crusade win just because i love the indiana
2: jones series so much there are three perfect movies um and that's all i'm going to say on that topic (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's just, it's got Sean Connery, it's got the globe trotting, he gets to to be face-to-face to to Hitler for a second, it has the the great villain, uh, who appeared in Empire Strikes Back, and then was later on Game of Thrones, Uh, you know, it has that great, the sequence of trying to get to the Grail, Uh, Jehovah starts with an I. Um, (laughs) And he chose poorly. (laughs) Just... All around, I think it may be the most solid. I mean, I love the first one, but I think it may be the one of the three movies I enjoy the most.
0: I think it's definitely the one that has uh, sort of the most pop to it. Yeah, I mean, uh, because you throw Connery in there, you throw Julian Glover in there, uh, and you really have this. You know, it's got uh, a aside. It's got it brings back so many of the big cast members from the prior movies. Mm -hmm. And it gives something that we never really had on Indy before, and that's a little bit of backstory. And that was very exciting because this was a time where, you know, prequel... Now, granted, uh, Temple of Doom technically took place before uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, but, you know, at the time, we didn't have prequels as they're thought of now, and Indiana Jones, the character, was kind of just a mystery, so, to see this look at his youth and this relationship with his father was fascinating i mean i mean, it really opened up the character in the world so much more yeah uh so nineteen eighty nine obviously we we've already discussed- we we've made a point of talking about nineteen eighty nine but we're not just about things that happened thirty years ago you guys uh you you run your classics track. In a very intelligent way, you have an eye for anniversaries, but from time to time, you pick out uh, certain things that, that you feel are, deserve recognition for whatever reason, regardless of if it's you know 10 years ago, 15 years ago, whatever. Uh, each of you and, and we'll start with Gary, is there one panel this year that you feel like, really, I'm glad this is on here. That, I mean obviously you love all your babies. But is there oh, yeah. one panel you can look at and you're like, man, I'm glad we got that one in there?
2: Oh, man. Like it, like you said, it's like trying to choose your babies. Um, if it's one that I came up with, it's actually the one we actually came up with the most. It's the last panel we came up with like about two weeks ago. Um, <laughs> Cousin Oliver was framed. Top sidekicks of uh, old classic movies.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you chose that one because I need you to explain this to me. Okay, so
2: it used to be a huge thing that every movie, a lot of adventure movies, you always had the tag-along kid sidekick. You had Short Round. Uh, you had, uh, you know, Johnny Quest is sort of technically a kid adventurer, but uh, but there was always a sidekick. And the name comes from Cousin Oliver, who was added to a TV show, and people said once he got added, it took the the show and the toilet. And I was like, no, he wasn't the problem. The show was in its seventh year. Of course it was starting to suck. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So we're just going to talk about all the, the, the great, you know, one of the reasons I think The Goonies works is it's a whole movie that's nothing but a collection of kids' sidekicks. Any one of those kids would be the annoying sidekick running around with the adventurer in a whole different movie.
0: Oh wow! You just blew my mind. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) And also, I um, speaking of short round, I we we were we were in uh, me me and the family were in Hot Springs, Arkansas, on doing the vacationing and such just a few days ago. In Arkansas, they have a comic convention or a a geek convention coming up in September. Short round is going to be there. Ooh. Oh wow! N- not at freaking DragonCon that we go to that we will be at ourselves <laughs> in, in a few weeks.
0: Well, you know but, who I, you know who I blame for that? I blame you, I, Joe Crow. Why aren't I you? Think, why aren't I you bringing us short round? I have dropped the ball. I have dropped
1: all the balls, big time. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he was available to do conventions. Why? why did this not occur to me how do i find short runs? Mm-hmm. but i'm furious i'm so mad that and there's posters everywhere in this little tourist town i'm i was so outraged that my my sweet daughter quinn every time we passed the poster i quinn would say let it go dad <laughs> <laughs> dad just mm-hmm. let it go
0: oh yeah. and this is the this is the 35th <laughs> anniversary of temple of doom so yeah. mad. So oh, wow. <laughs> now you've now you've got to wait five more years for the fortieth.
1: Yeah. Well, last <laughs> year though, maybe maybe not. Yeah, I know. Maybe not because last year was V's anniversary, and we got the V cast this year,
0: which is awesome. Let's talk about that a little bit. How? Because I I feel like this. I haven't been tracking Dragon Con as closely as I have in past years just because I've had so much going on this year. But I feel like all of a sudden one day it was just like, everybody from V is going to be at Dragon Con. When did this happen, and what's the news? What are we doing with them?
1: uh, We've got uh, Mr. Mark Singer. And then the Lizard Queen, uh, Jane Badler, Commander Diana. And somebody that we will we we'll be sharing with uh, our pals at the horror track, uh, a person known to some people as Mr. Robert England.
0: Never heard of him. However, Never.
1: you may be more familiar with him
0: <laughs> from
1: <laughs> your nightmares as Freddy Krueger.
0: Oh, that Robert England. Yes. yes. I, I, I definitely don't have a uh, Fred Krueger action figure that I had him sign at Dragon Con several years ago, and he was so good-natured. It's it's a pre-Freddy Fred Krueger action figure, so it actually looks like Robert England.
1: Oh,
2: nice. uh,
0: And I had him sign the jacket. And he was, because so, I wasn't thinking about how difficult it was going to be to do, he was so nice and so good-natured about it. And actually, I'll I'll throw a picture of that up on Instagram so the listeners will be able to go check it out. But he's he's one of the nicest people I've ever, I've met him several times at conventions now, and uh, he, he's just amazing. And of course, Mark Singer, if you've ever met him at a con, you know he's great and enthusiastic. Uh, so th- this is very, very cool. Now, are they all going to end up on a panel together? Yes. Wow! Yeah, yeah. We, if uh, I have to
2: kill somebody.
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We, we got them all one day. I'm not sure. As 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 we announced earlier, we don't know. Like right now, that one day is is it Sunday when they're all together? I believe we, so. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 But um, if it ain't Sunday, it's one of the days we have all three of them together. The other times we they're they're. It, it's uh, Mark Singer and Queen and Commander Diana together.
2: Yeah, well and the, she—they're they, doing a panel. We have one panel with all three of them, and then Mark Singer is doing a Beastmaster panel because we have to.
0: Oh man, that's fantastic! I, and of course, I was, I was not going to let him
1: escape without doing a Beastmaster panel.
0: The best for the listeners—the best way to keep track of all of this—is to get that DragonCon app. Mark those guests. Get in there. Mark those panels so they stay in your schedule, and you'll get updates as to if something moves. It sends you a little notification and lets you know that something has moved. And then, of course, once the panel is over, what do we do, Gary Mitchell? We rate it five stars if we
2: like it. And if you didn't like it, you rate it five sarcastic stars.
0: Perfect.
2: <laughs> Trademark copyright Tegan Hendrickson. Hey, Tegan. <laughs>
0: Okay, so, it's it's time to move on to the next game. Oh. What we're going to do, because on Sunday this year, tentatively, uh, we are going to be presenting a uh, a very special edition of Sci-Fighters. Yes. I'm very excited. This concept is strong. I don't know if you guys, have you guys given it away yet? We Have we done a public announcement on that yet? We have not. I, by the time this airs, we
2: probably will have. Okay, when are you okay. Gonna, otherwise, I, Joe and I would be a lot more mean to each other. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so, uh, who wait, do, does one of you want to announce the theme of this year's installment of Sci-Fighters? I can, because it was my idea.
2: <laughs> do it. Do it. Uh, I was at work. And we were kicking around a different idea for Sci Fighters. And I go in to lo- have lunch. And on the TV in the break room is playing Face Off. And I'm looking at it. And I'm like, wow, Nick Cage, this movie is so much fun. And then I remember, start, start thinking about it. like all the different Nick Cage movies. And I went, like, you know, Nicolas Cage has done enough movies that we could probably do a Sci Fighters filled of nothing but Nicolas Cage characters. Oh, yeah. And then. And we call it a cage match.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> genius. That was a of
2: inspiration. <laughs> I, I texted it like,
0: immediately. <laughs> I, I absolutely love this idea. And if if, uh, if you don't know what Sci Fighters is, it's basically like King of the Ring, uh, the tournament where we have, I think we generally choose 16.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: And with heavy audience participation, and that's key. That's that's one of the things I love about the Classics track is you guys are big into audience participation. With audience participation, we determine a winner from an assortment of 16 characters, and this year it is going to be 16 Nicholas Cages, as selected <laughs> as selected by the audience, too. We even make the brackets right there at the beginning of the panel in front of everybody.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: so what we're going to do right now is we don't have time to sit here and run a 16-man tournament. So Gary and Joe, what we're going to do is we're going to have a little Sci-Fighters Fatal 4-Way. I have plucked four characters from the glorious year of 1999, and you guys are going to determine who comes out victorious, and your competitors are Neo from The Matrix Tyler Durden from Fight Club Ooh. Rick O'Connell from The Mummy Ooh. and Captain James West from Wild Wild West baby <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so what we have here is a fatal four way situation where it is elimination rules all four men are in the ring at the same time And we have to determine which one will be standing triumphant at the end of the confrontation. We have Neo, Tyler Durden, Rick O'Connell, and Captain James West. Uh, Joe Crow, who do you think is going to be the first eliminated?
1: Oh, okay. The first eliminated
0: is going to have to be...
1: um, uh, I, 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 I I say Neo goes down.
0: Whoa, what? What? He knows kung fu.
1: But if they get to him before he downloads the
0: the kung fu stuff, oh, right, cuz if this is if we're doing this pro wrestling style, then technically Neo's Hulk up move would be the download of the fighting style. But and he so starts they... the match off as just dude in office.
1: Because yeah, yeah, but exactly because in battle royal tr- tradition, you go after the biggest guy first.
0: Right, they know they know at, what's you, coming.
1: You go after Andre. You go after um, uh, Braun Strowman. You know, whoever, because the the big dudes don't usually last super long in a battle royal because they go after that guy.
0: You can't you have let the big gang up. You can't let that guy get to his bullet time powers. Exactly. Yeah. Wow, so Tyler, Rick, and James all team up on poor old Neo and dump him out. Pin, one, two, three, Neo is out of here. Gary Mitchell, who is the next person eliminated from our sci Fighters Fatal 4-Way? Well, with Neo out, that gets rid of my first
2: inclination because I was figuring Tyler Durden would go out first because he'd start to give one of his speeches, and Neo has heard all these speeches from Morbius before, so he just kicks him. <laughs> <laughs> so you're right. There's a lot of there's a lot of thematic similarity there, isn't there? There is. So I'm gonna stick with Tyler getting out next just for the simple fact he is gonna start trying to mouth off and tell them they're not special snowflakes and make some big flowery speech and Rick O'Connell's just gonna punch him in the face. Oh beautiful. I love
0: that. <laughs> very solid. As a matter of fact, I can I,
2: very hands on, very practical.
0: Yeah, he's a he's a tough, big, big, tough dude. I can literally visualize Brendan Fraser just knocking Brad Pitt right the heck out. Yes. Alright, we're down to two men, one-on-one action. Rick O'Connell and Captain James West. Will Smith versus Brendan Fraser. Wow. Oh, man. Now Gary,
1: Gary, before yeah. you decide, before you before you choose, swallow your pride. Don't let your lip react. You do not want to see my hand where my hip
0: be at. <laughs> Oh wow. That was incredible. That that alone I feel like okay, I'm I'm casting my vote and there're three of us so this is going to be tough. Uh I'm casting my vote for James West after that. That was beautiful. Gary, how do you feel?
2: I I, I cannot disagree with that, especially cuz it's hard because they're both very much a I'll just shoot you kind of guy. Sure. So I, I can definitely see that. He checks he Tyler Durden, he throws him out, he turns around to have a pistol in his face. He gets the line, <laughs> boom, West wins. And then we get a dance number.
0: Oh, I- man, you've got to end on a dance number. And as much as I love Brendan Fraser, he is not going to be pulling it off Big Willie style.
1: Yeah. Uh, exactly. I mean, any damsel that's in distress will be out of that dress when she meets Jim West.
0: Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Is there a Wild Wild West panel this year? If there's not, there should be. I feel terrible,
1: but no.
2: And, and
0: you know, considering my last name, uh, really, it should just be me up there talking about Wild Wild West. Yes, you are the Wild Wild West. Well, I don't know about that. Um, all right, excellent. So for... For the first ever Sci-Fighters Fatal 4-Way, your champion, Captain James West, Big Willie style Will Smith from Wild Wild West, which is really... Somebody will defend that movie, I'm sure, but it ain't gonna be me.
1: Right at the cusp of the Willinium, guys. It was right there. (laughs) Oh,
0: this is the greatest episode ever. You are on fire, Joe. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so moving on, uh, Joe, do you have a panel that's kind of your your favorite baby one that maybe you thought about last year and you were like, oh, I hope I can find a spot for this this year, or one that has just really kind of grown on you and you've thought, man, I, this this makes me so happy that we're giving this to the people this year.
1: Yeah, um Sunday uh well let, let's hmm, hmm, okay I I I'm I'm having a difficult time uh choosing. Uh one panel we have had planned since last year. Another panel we just added like 2 weeks ago. <laughs> uh <laughs> in addition to the uh classic sci-fi sidekicks panel, we uh the the panel that we added we we we've been talking about for a year is the 30th anniversary of UHF.
0: Yes, I, as soon so, as you announced that uh, when, in, in our in our special du- double secret group, uh, I knew there was going to be fierce competition for panelists for that.
1: I just want well, everybody to come. I, we'll 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 do like a roll a panel thing. Just fill up the I, we can have twenty panelists. I don't care because what we're going to do we're going to have a panel. that we're just going to watch the movie. We're just going to show UHF. That's it.
0: It well and that's the thing is it's almost it's almost too big, too beloved, like there's no there's almost nothing to discuss. <laughs> exactly It's it's just it's wonderful perfection. We're all nerds, we all love Weird Al and like no matter how cynical you are, I don't think there's anybody who can look at that movie and not agree that it's so much better than it had any right to be. mm mm-hmm. The tortoise it's your suction cup. <laughs> <laughs> my dad used to, and my dad is a very, uh, he's a very serious man. Uh, he, mm-hmm. he, he doesn't get tickled too often, but I remember watching, after getting UHF on VHS, I remember watching it, and he's in the room sort of tolerating it. That scene, he was dying. He just <laughs> thought that that was the funniest thing ever when you throw today we're going to teach poodles how to fly and my dad is just rolling uh <laughs> i mean it, it got him it was great it was a it was a, a bonding moment
2: oh. oh joe you want to tell about the special thing we have for that viewing okay what I, what I, what we've asked people to do
1: is because we the the 30th anniversary is sponsored by spatula city Oh we're we asking you to bring your own spatulas.
0: they sell and, spatulas, and that's all
1: and that's all and um, and in addition to bringing your own spatulas, we have special classic track themed
0: spatulas oh ourselves
1: God. that we're gonna be handing out at the panel.
0: Oh, this is phenomenal. You get there early. These are
1: specially classic sci-fi track branded. Thanks to a wonderful fan named Susan, who got these done for us.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Truly, we live in an age of wonder. Indeed, yes. indeed. One of the biggest tragedies
2: for the con for me is the fact that I will not actually get to attend this panel because I'm going to be on another panel
0: somewhere else. Oh, that, that, that's Dragon Con. That's yep. how it goes.
1: Gary, I feel like maybe now. Why, why don't we? Why, why don't we? Why don't we recruit somebody else to do that and let you come to the UHF? Thing? We'll discuss later. We'll discuss. we'll discuss.
0: All right. So we've got, uh, you guys have a couple more pretty exciting guests lined up as part of the Classics track programming, uh, one of whom I've actually had on the Needless Things podcast, and that is Mr. Zach Galligan from Gremlins. How yes.
1: cool. Yeah. He kind of, they, they snuck him in without, um, any hype or I didn't even see I didn't even see the DragonCon you know on, on their social media I didn't even see the official announcement I was just looking through dragoncon dot org when I was putting stuff in the little the backstage gizmo that s- schedules everything and I was like Zach Galligan and so I I thought well I got he's got to be on a panel boom I got him and yep. um um so so wow yeah. We're going to have uh, the the
0: Billy from Griblets. Well, he, he is very, very nice. Uh, he was doing a press thing when I talked to him, so it was like a string of interviews, and he ended up coming on late, and he was like, I am so sorry. I know we were supposed to be talking at this time, but guess what? You're last in line. We'll talk for as long as you want to talk. And I said... I'm so sorry. I've got 20 minutes because I've got another podcast I've got to (laughs) record. And I should have just told the other podcast, look, you guys are just going to have to wait, but it was a big uh, Halloween show with a lot of guests, and I would have felt too bad putting them off any longer. So I I never got my full Zach Galligan interview, but uh, someday, someday it'll happen. Uh, And we've also got this one. You guys... Magic again, the legendary the natural dustin Rhodes yes
1: and i i'm I'm so glad he is coming to dragon con i i I don't mean to pat myself on the back I' no, have nothing no, to we with getting him to dragon con there's but, nothing wrong um, with that, but I hosted q and a 's with him and Al Snow, the legendary also legendary Al snow. At a Birmingham convention, Magic City Con, just a couple of months ago, and he was delightful. <laughs> he, was, and he he wore the gold dust makeup one day, and he was just dusting the next day. And he wore a T-shirt that said "Dusty's Favorite,"
0: which <laughs> <laughs> that's great.
1: Made me laugh every time I saw it. <laughs>
0: I am very excited uh, to have the opportunity to be moderating that panel with, with my now. I think I can refer to it as a legacy of moderating uh, wrestling oriented panels at Dragon Con. Uh, But this one, Goldust is just such a phenomenal force. And then if you go back to when he was in TNA briefly as Black Rain, that's the first time I ever met him. And uh, I've got a little story about that that I'm going to share uh, at the panel because you got, you have got a little icebreaker for the people.
1: Oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, but he he is he he loves gold dust. He loves talking about. He, he is not. You know how some people are like, well, yeah, dude, I right, do right. think. No, yeah. he loves gold dust. And and he was all about talking about that. The only I hosted two Q and A's with him. The only the only um, there there was. The only time anything kind of slowed down with him was somebody in the audience threw him by asking him, "Did he shop for his own underwear for the gold dust Roddy Piper <laughs> <Riding by laughs> Hollywood
0: battle brawl?" Oh man, that's hilarious because that that to me that's even though it's not really a match, that's one of my favorite. Well, it's it's yeah, it's one of my favorite wrestling I guess events ever him and piper were just on fire for that.
1: I, I don't want to well then I, I don't want to spoil cuz he he told an abbreviated version of what happened that day to me at that panel and I I am not going to say a word cuz it's a great story and he okay, said okay. so so Saturday he tells me remind me so we can talk about that tomorrow and then by the time we got around to it the next day he said, "Oh, we don't have time to tell the whole thing, but I'll just give you the abbreviated version." And the abbreviated version, I'm, I'm screaming like tears coming down, but uh, 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 because it is so good. Him and Roddy Piper <laughs> live in Hollywood, having to put together a match while WrestleMania is happening. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, we'll definitely get into that. Uh, all right, so we've got – you guys have some great guests lined up, some great panels uh, to, to spotlight those incredible talents. And we've got one last game before Ooh. we wrap this thing up. And it's another – well, it's it's a newer classics track tradition now because I think you guys have only done it last maybe two or three years. And that is uh, – oh gosh, the name is escaping me now, but it's uh, the classic sci-fi court? That's yes. It. And uh, explain, if you will, the concept uh, of this.
1: What we do is, instead of traditionally, to, traditionally they're a movie that everyone goes, boom, those are bad, <laughs> they're guilty pleasures, a lot of those are really good. And even if they're not, the fun is trying to defend them. I have a little experience with this with a little TV show called Manimal, but these are movies that we're doing. And the classic sci-fi court is where we present um, Every uh, the, the everybody plays defense attorneys and me and Gary play the judges. And you present your elaborate defense of why you think a a certain movie that maybe lots of people dislike or, you know, think is bad. You present that and and explain to people, to the jury, the audience, why that movie is good. We've defended Howard the Duck. We've defended, uh, or, or rather, the um, our, our attorneys have defended Howard the Duck. <laughs> um, Judge Mitchell stepped off the bench and defended the LXG movie last year and i was weeping by the time his defense was was concluded <laughs> i was weeping tears of joy it was so good and and so we're doing that again this year this will be year 3 and um we we've got we've got a judge's robe we've got a gavel um the whole thing it's a delight <laughs>
0: So what we're going to do right now is Mm -hmm. each of you is going to present a movie that you feel needs your defense and isn't deserving of the derision that it perhaps receives in the public eye. We're going to start with Gary Mitchell. Do you have a film that you feel is far better than it is perceived to be? I have a lovely little movie from
2: uh, 1989 called I'm Madman. Whoa. Whoa. Yes. Um, it was a little independent horror film that it wasn't as much derided as it was ignored. <laughs> it came out, and it's a story of this lady who works in a bookstore, and she loves old pulp novels, horror novels, and her favorite is about this guy who's a mad surgeon who falls in love with this lady and starts cutting off pieces of people that she thinks are attractive. Like, Oh, he, she likes that strong Roman nose. So she, he cuts off the guy's nose and stitches it onto his face and all this. And as the lady's reading the book, it starts happening in real life. And the guy starts. Yeah. The guy comes out of the book and is stalking her.
0: I don't know anything about this movie.
2: Yeah, it's one of my absolute favorites, and every time I try to mention it to horror fans, it's either what or that. <laughs> wow. And like I said, it's just, and and it's got it got a nice shout factory release a few years ago, which made me very happy. Um, and I watched it again. And I'm like, okay, it doesn't hit me as strong as it did when I first saw it as a teenager, but it's still good.
0: You still have those sentimental feelings, exactly. All right, fair enough. I'm Madman. Uh, you have been found innocent. Yay, <laughs> Joe Crow. What is your uh, what What movie are you springing to the defense of? This movie was on the television.
1: Christopher Lee, who would later thrill us as Sauron, Lord Sauron in Lord of the Rings. Wait, no oh my god, he didn't play Sauron. Did he play S- Jeez, Sauron?
0: So he, pl- he played Dracula. I'm an idiot. He played Dracula. Jeez, Louise. Anyway. It's okay. Oh, wow. I, I if you had just kept going, I wouldn't have even realized it. I'm not a Tolkien guy. <laughs> oh,
1: I'm an idiot. He didn't play Sauron. He played uh, he played Saurumon. Yeah, that guy. So, anyway, he's the villain. Not to be confused with
0: Japanese wrestler Sour Man who feeds his opponents lemons.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I wish. (laughs) Why can't that exist? (laughs) It probably does.
0: Yeah, it probably probably does. does.
1: But the movie I'm I'm speaking of is from 1979, and it is called Captain America 2 – death too soon oh boy (laughs) the captain america tv movie where he uh uh he um wears a motorcycle helmet throughout the entire film he and it's a giant 1970s motorcycle (laughs) helmet yeah it's not cool at all no, and he and he's got painted on wings and the his shield is see-through for some reason and tiny.
2: But
0: look, look, look. Well, because he's using it as his motorcycle right. windshield. Dude, when I was when I was a kid, I thought that was the coolest thing in the world that that shield oh. was the windscreen on his motorcycle, and then he'd stop, hop off, and pop that shield off and use it. Man, I thought that was incredible, and I was so disappointed, like, years later when I kind of got a little more familiar with actual Captain America comics. I was like, how is he going to see through his shield when he puts it on his motorcycle? This is bullshit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I agree, but my, my, my defense is this movie is... Uh, it's it's just so captain america and so 70s it's the, the 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 whole opening scene where he pursues muggers on the beach and they're in a dune buggy and he chases them on foot <laughs> he's captain and america he's captain america running on the beach and if you're if you're being if you're a criminal and you've done something awful, which in this case I believe was stealing an old lady's purse. Sure. He uh and you and you see you look behind you and you see a man in a giant bowling ball helmet <laughs> pursuing you, why don't you just quit right then? Just stop.
0: <laughs> yeah. If you see the Sentinel of Liberty chasing you down when you're driving your Dune buggy down on the beach, you just <laughs> stop and give up. <laughs> I have made poor
2: life choices. I need to stop and reevaluate myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly. So who there is are. Christopher?
0: What is Christopher Lee doing in this thing? He is the mad scientist. Well, of course he is. He
1: uh he he has a a a, a chemical formula that accelerates aging. And so it supposedly is going to make everybody that the formula hits turn into an old old fart and um but then he throws it at Captain America and Cap blasts it with his shield and uh, Captain America only ages a month and he's like bitch I'm Captain America I'm fine nice but then uh <laughs> Christopher Lee ages forever unto death in less than a minute. And, and so I guess he got more splashed on him. And so he dies right then. And then um, Captain America's science dude, Dr. Mills, in a, in a a a ridiculous post-action thing at the end of the movie, says, oh, yeah, 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 the formula hit a city, but uh, it didn't hurt many people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah. Many.
1: I'm like, what? what? Why didn't you? Why didn't you stop it, you jackass?
0: Redefining start, oh, the happy, no, redefining the happy ending. Uh, mostly everybody made it. Everybody's
1: okay, I guess. Ish. Yeah, that that was the end of. The-
0: <laughs> <laughs> this mm. sounds exciting. I want to track this movie down and watch it again. I know, I know, I saw these when I was a kid, but uh, I I will go ahead and say. Uh, Joe Crow, you have successfully proven Captain America 2, Dracula's Revenge, innocent (laughs) of all wrongdoing.
1: And and, uh, this is another movie that if we had enough days and enough time, of course we would screen it at Dragon Con. And um, tried to get Reb Brown, the guy who played Cap, tried to get him to Dragon Con again this year. Couldn't make it work. Uh, But, you know, one of these days.
0: Well, you know, next year is the thirtieth anniversary of another Captain America.
1: Oh yes. Oh
0: baby.
2: <laughs>
0: Alright, we've got to wrap things up. I've had a lot of fun playing games with you guys, but I've got to get sincere now. Uh I saved one thing for the very end because it's it's my show and I wanna put my uh my my big uh event over. I in two thousand twelve I was on my very first Dragon Con panel for the Classics track, uh, the 1982 panel. Yes. And that's where my... And and I have to also thank the guys at the ESO Network for for being the foot that got me in the door uh, for that opportunity. And since then, you guys have treated me like family. And you have really given me a... Loving and encouraging venue to do all of the stuff that I love doing so much and when I was talking to my director Wilson about it I said I I don't care what else we do but we are doing the world premiere of Troublemaker on the classics track at Dragon Con anything else we do after that is is fine wherever we go whatever but that's our world world premiere is at Dragon Con on the classics track. and I want to thank you guys for for these years, seven years now of just complete support that that's been so important to me. and I'm so excited to be sharing uh, this documentary. And for the listeners, if you somehow don't know, uh, my friend Jason Wilson, an Emmy Award winning director, followed me around for about thirteen months and all the the stuff that I do. And we have a documentary film called Troublemaker that follows me from Halloween one year up through the Dirty Dirty Con Con Game Game Show Show at Dragon Con the next year. And it's beautiful, and it's won awards, which honestly, you know, that's great, but that is is just kind of, you know a little, little something extra on the side uh, the the film itself is what i'm so proud of and the fact that i get to share it with my dragon con family this year saturday night at 10 p.m. Uh, is very exciting and it's but seriously thank you guys so much not just for these years of support but also for for letting me come to dragon con and show this thing that i'm so proud of well
1: you're welcome and you're you you and so many of 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 the 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 people that we have met since we started doing the classic track, we 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 feel like we're 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 a family. And, and Gary, I, I'm I'm I, I'm putting words in your mouth, and I apologize, but uh, but I, I, th- I think I think we I think Gary and I feel the same way. You guys are we're we're a the one thing we wanted when we were youngsters was to have you know three dozen. Close friends that we could all do this cool stuff with, and now we have it, and that's the best.
2: Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, getting to meet you, which led to meeting the ESO crew, which led to meeting Ryan Cadaver and Nicole, and the whole needless regular irregulars has H- been one of Popeye the. Hop by the Sailor Moon. by the Sailor Moon, who
0: may well be making an appearance. Yes. Uh, you know getting to
2: meet you guys is one of the great joys of my life and getting to work with you at uh, at dragon con is always a pleasure and as i've said to you publicly and privately in the past as long as you're willing to come there is always a space for you on the
0: track and i appreciate the heck out of that and and of course there's more stuff going on that it's Thursday through Monday, the Classics track is jam-packed. Yes. I've got a few more panels on there that, you know, you can go on the app and check those out. The big thing I wanted to get over is I want everybody to come out to that Troublemaker premiere. It is, to me, we're not doing the game show this year because I knew this was happening and this is my focus. Uh, we're going to have limited edition poster prints that were made by Belligerent Monkey just for this event. They will never be available anywhere else. Uh, It's going to be limited quantity, so show up early. Um, And we are... Well, no, I'll go ahead and say it. Uh, I have also ordered Troublemaker Badge Ribbons. Uh, If if you know, Badge Ribbons are kind of a big thing at DragonCon. And yes. uh, we are going to have a limited number of Troublemaker badge ribbons uh, to give out. And, again, these these will never be reproduced in any way. The only way you're going to be able to get them is at the Troublemaker world premiere uh, at DragonCon. So, Joe and Gary, thank you guys so much. Before we go, is there anything else that you want to put over that's going on this year, anything critical or important that the Classics Track fans need to know about? Oh gosh,
1: well we we just we, we we know that there are a zillion things literally that you could do at Dragon Con and if you choose to come to the classics track that's special to us because we 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 appreciate it and we um hopefully let all of you know that we do when 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 you show up and um we we just have fun. We try not to take it very seriously. We we um Real life is terrible <laughs> and the real world is awful and 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 but, but for a few days at, at at Dragon Con we get to just chill out and and, and um celebrate nerdiness and that's just the best.
0: It is yeah. the best and and one of the things I love so much is that there are no gatekeepers in the classics track. Uh it, it is open and welcoming, and whatever your fandom is, you guys, everybody's ready to talk about it. Uh, go ahead, Gary. I'm sorry, I just I, I I'm I'm full of emotion now. <laughs> I I was just saying I agree with him.
2: Um, everything he said. There is so much stuff that you can do at DragonCon. I mean, there are people that never go to panels, and you know, and have a great time. So that anybody comes to choose and spend a little time with us in our little corner. Uh, of the con is fantastic and everybody's welcome
0: awesome well you guys have created something truly unique and special even even at dragon con which is one of the greatest places in the world within that you've created like something that that shines so brightly uh even out of just what's great at dragon con already so thank you for that Thank you for coming on the show. And, of course, we have to do, where can we find you online? What are you up to? Gary?
2: Okay. Uh, you can find me on the Facebook, uh, Gary Mitchell, Mitchell with one L. Uh, I'm also on the Twitter uh, as Gary underscore Mitchell, Mitchell with one L again. Uh, I'm also trying to do more on Instagram now, where I believe I'm Sneedy the Squid. Um, so if you Google for me, you can find me. And as always, I have to say, yes, Star Trek fans, it's my real name. <laughs> Yeah, and when
1: he met the uh, when you met the guy who played Gary Mitchell, who came to yes. Dragon Con a few years ago, um, and you, you can tell the story better than me, but I feel like didn't he just go, huh, <laughs> when,
2: when you told him? Yes, <laughs> I, I walked up to him and I offered my hand. I said, "I'm sure this has happened to you before, but my name is Gary Mitchell." And he went, "Nope, never."
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: man. He was not impressed. <laughs> <Shut down>. Wow. <laughs> However, I have a better Mark Singer story, but I'll save that for Con. you got to find me and put some booze in me, and I'll tell you. Oh, oh there no, you no, go. No. That, that's, uh, your Mark
1: Singer story is terrific. But <laughs> uh, but, but uh, you can find me on the Twitters and the Instagrams at YoJoCrow, Y-O-J-O-E, C-R-O-W-E. And our track is on Facebook.com slash Groups slash, again, American Sci-Fi Classics. And in between now and DragonCon, I am a pro wrestling announcer as one of my many freelance activities. <laughs> and you can find me in Gadsden, Alabama, and in Munford, Alabama, and just running from people who are throwing steel chairs at me. It's the best.
0: That is uh, – yeah, I, I miss those days, but it, it's it's quite a – it takes a lot. It takes a lot of investment. Luckily
1: for me, um, everybody else is doing all the work. I just come in and announce.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I mean, I the, – the most work I do is I help take down the ring at the end of the night because I, I feel like, well, I'm, I'm some old fart, and these guys, this is their lives <laughs> – and so I can help' them carry the boards and the canvas to the to the trailer but
0: oh wow that's that's actually really good of you that i I think that's a rarity right there is the announcer doing anything I certainly never lifted a finger <laughs> and and
1: the um for for the past few weeks i have um i i've i've had a kind of a broken foot i say kind of i mean it's broken yeah but. what <laughs> oh my god i can, I kept on. I, I even though I, I've I've just dragged my broken foot into the ring and done my announcing, and then um, uh, helped him again w- with my broken foot. And and it's it's a brownie yeah. points, really, is all I'm doing it for because you could hear the guys going, like, "Hey, look, those wrestlers aren't helping, but the idiot with the broken foot's helping." Do <laughs> he's helping with the rig. So yeah.
0: Well, you guys, and, and it's that's what it is. It's all of us doing everything we can to you know, to get away from the grind, to enjoy ourselves, to invest ourselves in things that we're passionate about and finding the time to do so. And, and Dragon Con is just a massive focal point of that. So I cannot wait to see you guys in just a couple of weeks here. Uh, we're going to party. We're going to have some fun. And uh, we're going to hear Gary's story about Mark Singer all right later you guys thank you sir
1: thank you sir
0: three weeks from today i will be headed to the atlanta hilton to experience not just dragon con but hilton wars which is if you remember last year the hilton had a jurassic park theme in the lobby with a party going uh all day basically and all kinds of fun stuff like it was just cool to walk into there were pterodactyls like going all the way up uh the the elevator whatever the the tower area is called uh and this year it's star wars themed it's gonna be awesome the dj is back uh we we just had a blast it really enhanced everything just every time i went downstairs and walked through the lobby it was like right into the party i i just i loved it i thought it was great uh i'm very very excited i have this year nine total events uh, as of right now uh going on and i'll uh, like i said i'll tell you about the rest of them as the month goes on and as we get more podcasts up Uh, i already have a couple of episodes that are going to have to be minicasts i've got I have more Dragon Con podcasts than I know what to do with, and I really don't want to do two full podcasts in a week. Uh, uh, but I might have to. I, I've done it before, and it might happen again. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But I've already got one in the can that's uh, it's something really cool and special that Mr. Bo Brown hooked up, and uh, we'll, we'll just see. We'll see how the rest of the week plays out or the rest of the week, the rest of the month plays out. For right now, uh, I'm tired. I don't want to go to bed because I've got to get back up. I want to go walk today. I want to make that happen. Uh, And then I've got to go do another night of work. And then I've got my short weekend off. I'll be back at work Monday morning. Don't think about that. Don't think about Monday morning, you guys. Don't think about it. Think about, I love you guys.
1: Thank you for listening to the Needless Things podcast. You're the best. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vicks employee. Love you. Mean it. uh Uh-huh.